three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. We are the Real Pineapple. This is Hunter, and I'm here with Colin. Colin, how are you, friend? I'm doing good. How's everybody feline tonight? <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> good morrow, by the way. <laughs> uh, Zongo. Yeah, no, I know. I love Slam and Salmon. I was just watching Role Models a couple nights ago. I was like, I love Role Models. I love but... yeah, Role Models. <laughs> good morrow, <laughs> sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bid him good morrow, but... <laughs> Love that movie, but speaking of movies, I love and I do love the Slam and Salmon and Role Models. Do not do not misunderstand. Yeah, same caliber as this movie, clearly. Yeah, same caliber as this potentially award winning film, <laughs> uh, Eighth Grade. Which, uh, dude, A twenty four, man, uh, Brad uh, Brad Pitt's production company, man, they they have been producing just some insanely good shit. I mean, whether it's this or Twelve Years a Slave or Moonlight, I mean the 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 films that A24 seems to pick, Brad Pitt, man, I mean, obviously he's incredibly handsome, I mean, and talented, and yeah, all that fun stuff, but, dude, you want to talk about his eye for just knowing what's next and what will hit? Uh, I give Brad Pitt a lot of credit, man, because he he just, he gets it, man. When, and, it, whenever... and it's cool that he, he he's greenlighting movies, or, or funding movies, or, or, you know, producing them. Uh, mo- movies that aren't necessarily going to make a ton of money but he yeah. just believes in that are are really good artistic movies that's awesome and i think this definitely falls into that uh uh into that uh that realm so this is written and directed by a uh, bo burnham which if you don't know he's a stand-up comic a, a damn a damn good uh stand-up comic there's a song he ha- he does from uh called from god's perspective which to this day is still one of the funniest fucking things i've heard in my life i think the guy is insanely talented yeah art, and, art is dead and it's art is dead is a, is a great one yes uh i, I i'm bo yo that's another good one uh <laughs> uh yeah bo burnham really is just a talented dude. So when I heard he wrote this, I went, really? I went, that's kind of, that's interesting. But what I'll say, jumping in here, what I did find really interesting as far as the film itself is that this does deal a lot of, you know, YouTube and Instagram culture. And we'll talk about how those things, you know, have influenced us. So to, to rewind the clock back here for our audience, when we were in eighth grade, uh, well, I think it was ninth grade year when uh, uh, MySpace came out. I want to say when it kind of became the thing. Yeah, I right wanted... around then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember, dude. So eighth grade, I remember it was just eighth grade is a was a year. So eighth Tom grade was is... my friend. Oh, remember... oh, was he your friend? You, do you remember Tom? Oh yeah, Tom from MySpace. Yeah, of course yeah. I remember that. He's my first friend. Well, well good, well, good for you. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he was friends with me because. <laughs> Tom hates black. No, I'm kidding. But, but Tom, I'm I'm kidding. Why do, you, I don't, why do you think MySpace didn't make it? Yeah, because <laughs> they hate black people. That's why I don't know. But, but MySpace technically is still running. To be fair, but I so I checked my MySpace actually about a year ago. 
because I was just curious and I was looking through and I was like, God, I want to kick this version of me of me's ass. I was like, God, you can still dude. access it, really? I, I can still access it. Yeah. Oh wow. I was like, God, I was kind of a goober in high school. But, I think but, I deleted mine. God, I hope it's not just floating out there in the ether. Oh, dude, yeah, you better better not try to run for president or something. <laughs> If you go through, I have columns for my space. Oh, crap. <laughs> Mine wasn't, if, if our, our good friend Kyle, who's been on a couple of these, I think, um, what, what was the one? He had like an alternate MySpace page. Was it Vane McVane? Vane McVane, or, yeah. Uh, oh, God, that one. <laughs> if that one ever came out, Kyle could not run for Anything. city council. He, he couldn't run for mayor. <laughs> like, no, yeah. He's, <laughs> like, like. He goes for run for like a PTA meeting. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> Why yeah, let's not? Let's just put it this way: the the cover photo on Vane McVane's MySpace was him standing next to um, a very large dump he just took sitting in a in a toilet bowl with him thumbs up, very proud. Yeah, and there's also a picture of him licking the horse. Keep in mind, <laughs> it's good. It was good, high quality stuff. <laughs> yeah, we God, we were just the worst teenagers. <laughs> So I will shine this the, the the light on myself a little bit here. Eighth grade, eighth grade is a really rough year. Uh, I, I, you know, I lost my dad. Had a couple of these teachers who just could not stand me. Um, the one good thing I do remember, one of the good things I do remember about eighth grade years that me and you, uh, me and Colin here, we became uh, really good friends after playing a lot of basketball. That was really what. Uh, yeah, we got what, paired up on the same rec league. Yeah, that uh, that was great. That, that was great. Uh, our our team was terrible. It was just me, Colin, oh, and Kyle. Yeah. Like we, we were a bunch of jerk offs. Yeah, was, we were awful. Yeah, but, <laughs> but but me, Colin, and Kyle were all tall, so we could get like eight, ten points a game. And I was like, hooray! Like, we have a chance because yeah, we're tall. Rebounds and putbacks. That was all we could do. <laughs> oh, dude, that's still my game, man. I'll get a rebound. <laughs> it play a street ball, man. But eighth grade. So what I found really interesting about this movie is that I saw a lot of myself in this girl um, um, uh, Kayla who's played by uh, Elsie F- uh, Fisher who got a Golden Globe nomination and congratulations to her because yeah, she, she really, deserves it she really deserves it and the thing is so with uh, with Kayla she's clearly got some how do I put this she's clearly suffering from depression like, they don't come out and say that she that it's runs in the family but you can kind of infer that from the relationship with her and her dad um the dad is the, her dad is there the mom has left uh they only kind of have one throwaway line about it they say that you know i know you've been so sad since, since mom left and that was it really um would have yeah, liked i couldn't a, tell if she died or if she just straight up abandoned them yeah, I would have liked a little more clarification on that, I will say. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, the mom died. But when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I don't really remember them saying that explicitly. Yeah, so basically, so Kayla is just going through, um, and she's just trying to survive, man. She's trying to navigate the the insanity that's eighth grade. So let me just say, eighth grade year... I know I talked about it a little bit as far as what I went through, but I remember my face was breaking out. I was trying to talk to girls and failing miserably. Uh, I was like, I was like, what's a girl? And like, like looking at my feet and and stuff. Um, I remember the first time I even danced with a girl. I was mortified. So I was like, I was like, oh god. And then you know, by and, and I think this movie does a great job of just saying 
eighth grade pretty much sucks for everyone, and you kind of <laughs> get it around your junior year because that's yeah. kind of how it felt. Unless from- you're like lucky enough to like not get acne, or and you for some reason have really good hair, and your parents buy you nice clothes, and so all of a sudden you're popular for no other reason than you're just lucky. Yeah, like, if no, you're not that one person, like, like that one percent, like it's just gonna be awkward. Yeah, and I, dude, I remember, man, I looked like uh, I looked like pizza face from all that. If anyone remembers, yes, that. I looked, I looked, I looked. You, you and me both, man. Dude, I looked. Oh man, my acne was bad, man. And, and the thing was too, it was like I like I don't know how to talk to girls, and then it's like, oh, more acne. He's like, oh, I really don't want to talk to girls. Like, oh, God's more. Like it was, it was just a, a, a vicious cycle. But what I found so cool about this is that she is just trying to make it, and she's trying to just find her voice. I, I thought it was really cool that she was uh, doing just YouTube videos where she's just kind of talking to an audience, but almost talking internally, which is a very interesting line. Uh, she always ends with by saying, you know, Gucci, which I just, oh, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I could hear eighth grade Hunter saying something like that, and I just made my skin crawl. <laughs> like, it was so cringy, but you're like, oh man, you know you said stuff like that back in eighth grade. Yeah, I was just like, oh god, I was such a goon. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, oh, if I could go back in time, like, be better, have confidence in yourself. And the thing is, she has no self-confidence. Like, at all. She tries to talk to this, um, to this, one, uh, to this one dude, like her crush, and she just, she basically just doesn't pass out, but she might as well have. Like, he's, she's trying to talk to him, and she's stuttering over her words. She just doesn't have confidence. And again, you really don't get that until high school when, you know, high school, like, seniors tear you down and you build yourself back up. But, um, so, so I gotta ask you, man, so what do you remember about eighth grade? Like, just kind of getting to you. Do you remember anything? So I, I moved from... Bakersfield, California, all the way to the Central Coast. Completely different town, in between 6th and 7th grade. So I completely started over, didn't know anybody. So my 7th and 8th grade years, 8th grade I finally started getting some friends that I actually really liked and cared about and really made me kind of feel more at home. But, I mean, that time of my life was so filled with, you know, self-doubt and anxiety about what everybody thought about me, how I didn't have friends, how I was, you know, ugly, awkward, what all, you know, you know, you name it. So, um, I, I had a, such a similar experience to, um, how she feels and expresses, uh, herself through, she, she's almost like talking to herself, like she's, She's telling an audience, like you said, how to be better, but she's really just talking to herself, but she can't listen to her own advice because it's just still too scary. It's just too hard. Yeah. She doesn't have the self-confidence to deal with it. So I, I related with a lot of that for sure. And it's incredible the job that Bo Burnham did writing and directing this to make you know, this one girl so relatable um, you know, us two guys talking about our experience in, in middle school. And it's so relatable, you know. It really made you feel like you remembered your time and how uncomfortable it was. On top of that, though, which I really liked was it just really opened my eyes to how kids are you know becoming young adults now in this new modern age of technology 
where you have access to YouTube tutorials to do everything, to do your makeup, to do blah, 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 learn how to kiss, learn how to give a blowjob. You know, you just go on YouTube and every little thing that you need to know, you can just find out now, which is, you know, the access to that is incredible. The access to all this information, it makes you think about all the misinformation that's out there. That exactly. Kids, that kids are learning about, you know, because you Google search anything or go on YouTube, you don't, there's no credibility behind anything if you don't look for it. So it, it's scary to think where a lot of kids are getting their information now. It's crazy. It was very eye-opening um to me i mean it that whole aspect of it was crazy but yeah the 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 relatability even in this new age that's completely different than my experience overall like the fundamentals of just being eighth grade in eighth grade it was truly uh well done by by bo burnham and 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 the 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 actor elsie fisher who did an incredible job what I will say too, man, kids are little assholes, man. Like, I know I was a little, I, I know I was a sarcastic. So, if you think I was a sarcastic, I'm a sarcastic shit now, this is me scaled back. 15, 16 year old me, especially, junior year, I remember in high school. I, dude, oh man, the fact I never just got my ass whipped, I mean, because I was a bigger guy, so I'm sure that helped. But, dude, I was just mouthing off to. Pretty much, anyway, our poor yearbook teacher, Mr. Spinman, God bless you, sir, you, you, you put, Spinman should have choked every single one of us for, for all the crap we put him through, but th- this movie does a really good job, as you said, and I think you hit the nail on the head, the amount of misinformation out there, just on sex alone, is horrifying, so she goes to Google how to, how to give a blowjob at one point, which I, or to YouTube, how to give a blowjob at one point, and I did that because I was curious. There's an insane amount of videos, number one. And number two, this when we go, oh, God, eighth graders are looking this up. Dude, I didn't, I barely knew, I don't, I was barely okay with holding hands with a girl in eighth grade. So, like, the concept of eighth, eighth grade Hunter getting a blowjob is, like, the most terrifying, like, sort of rap hole that, dude, I, oh, dude, that just scares me even thinking about it. So, as far as Kayla, man, I think what, just as far as me relating me to her is that again she has no confidence um her relationship with her dad dude i I, that's one other thing i will say i could never talk to my parents the way that she talks to (laughs) her dad here there's a point where she goes dad okay and i went oh man i wouldn't even gotten past the dad my dad would (laughs) have papa hunter would smack the shit out of me if i talked to him if i talked to him like that so when she's yelling at him i went oh that that must be nice for you like i was almost envious in a weird way that she could just yeah but i would just like i wanted to strangle her though when she was doing that because he's like the nicest dad anyone could ever ask for like he never did anything other than just be kind of dorky which i know for you know maybe to a a young you know prepubescent girl who's you know, becoming a young woman, a dorky dad may be the worst thing in the world. I don't know. But she was so mean to him. I, you could just think about how... And I think... What, I, I don't know if it was this movie or if I heard it from somewhere else, but... Okay. Um, near, near the, it might have been when he was talking to her at the end and saying, like, you know, I just don't want you to feel bad for the way you're talking to me or something like that. Um, so I'm trying to make it okay. I don't know what it is, but like, just 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 watching it and and 
seeing her be so mean to him, I was just like, God, you're such a little brat. She did need to get smacked upside the head. He, he, he did. And the thing is, I, I, I guess where I couldn't relate to her on that level because I've always been close to my parents. Like, you know, my mom and dad and then uh, pa- Papa Bees, we call him, uh, by right now. Uh, it, I've just always been close with my folks So for the most part. So it's just her being such a bitch to him I just went what are you doing like he's being really he's being funny and he's actually trying to be genuinely nice to her and just like kind of you know prop her up a little bit and she is just on her phone I remember that was a rule at our dinner table you couldn't have phones at dinner which I know cannot exist now I'm sure kids are on their phones you know all the time at the dinner table do do, do people still have dinner tables is that even a thing anymore like, like but it, it, it was interesting to watch that 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 dynamic so as far as her in school she's not popular at all there's this stuck up stuck up girl i could think of a couple girls that we know that would fit right to that role but she <laughs> but she goes to this girl's uh pool party um and basically she ends up just having a panic attack which i'll be honest i related to uh, even now man I'll, I'll on occasion have have panic attacks, and so when she was just kind of freaking out, it shows all the kids in the pool, which I thought was pretty funny, because, you know, you got kids, you know, who are just, like, you know, like, yeah, got big kids, you got short kids, you have this kid who puts his head under water and then spits the water through his teeth, I went, what a fucking weirdo, <laughs> I mean, got, you know, you got all these, these dynamic sort of kids there, and she, you know, dude, I remember the first time I saw myself in a bathing suit, I was like in seventh or eighth grade. I remember just going like, "Oh God, like this is you, you, you know, like you have that self conscious thought of, oh God, how's everyone else look? Oh God, how do I look? You know, it, it's so her freaking out like that. I totally understood. And what I did like about the movie so much is the way it ties in the YouTube video she's making to something that's going on in the plot. So at that point, it talks about you know, this is how you have confidence, and you know, you don't. You know, you basically fake it till you make it, essentially, is what she says. And she goes, you know, it, it, it's brave to just put yourself out there. And you just have to kind of hope that things work out. Which, honestly, man, is completely 100% true. Uh, I, I was talking to someone at work about it. I was like, half the time, I don't know what I'm doing. I just kind of go, like, oh, okay, let's hope this works. You know, you do have to kind of almost bullshit your way a little bit. And I do appreciate that she kind of gets that now. Uh, being so young, because if, if there are any 13-year-olds listening to this, which, by the way, don't tell your parents, uh, but if if you're a 13-year-old listening to this podcast, honestly, know that you're valued, know that you're loved, and just really just try shit out and see what happens, because she is just trying a bunch of different things out. The, when she ends up going to, uh, she goes like the high school uh, orientation, I want to say, yeah, and she meets this girl, Olivia, who I thought was real. I, I would have liked a little more Olivia. She was really cool. She was played by uh, Emily Robinson. So uh, Olivia's like showing her on the high school she's going to go to and everything. And so they end up becoming friends. And they have a conversation at the mall. They end up all hanging out. Uh, her, Olivia, and uh, Kayla, Olivia, and some of Olivia's friends. There's a point where they're talking to Olivia or, or um, to Kayla about how young she is. And she's like, well... Like, they're like, how old were you when you got Snapchat? She was like, I was, like, in fourth grade. And the guy's like, what for? Like, like and, I, and I laughed at that because I went, that's how I feel about some of my, like, like, I have friends who are, like, 23, 24. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got Facebook, you know, 
back in like you know like freshman year or whatever i'm like oh god i'm getting older <laughs> i'm like oh like that. it makes me so sad but yeah kind of your thoughts as far as like you know like kind of where she ends up going yeah it's it, it's crazy to think how young kids are getting all these social media platforms it's it's insane um yeah she she, she starts so she so she, it's all leading up to her getting into high school and she she makes these friends and that was like one of the sweetest people in the entire movie was her her like high school buddy yeah. who was showing her the ropes. I really appreciated that character because y- you get to this point I feel like when you're that great you're that age where so many people are so cruel. Yes. So everybody, you know, kids are just so mean. That like that one, it just but that one person that's nice to you and isn't you know doesn't step all over every little thing you you do or mess up, or you you don't you can't fix about yourself and they're just nice like the first person's just genuinely nice to you, like it just that brings you out of a dark hole so quickly at that age, that that was like I I was like I could relate to, you know meeting a person like that and remembering how much that really means to you at that age. So I really appreciated that character. Um, as far as some of the things that were just, you know, eye-opening that I, I never dealt with as a, as a boy, but her, you know, struggling with that decision, I feel like that comes on so early, and maybe I didn't realize it happened so early, is like, you know, are you going to be conservative and and wait for the right boy and not go out of your way to try and be popular with these scumbag little boys yeah that just want sex like the way that she ends up um trying to get with this boy that she's uh infatuated with is that she just decides to say that she has nudes on her phone and that she can give blowjobs and doing all these things that you're just cringing watching. You're like, no, you don't have to do that. Like, what are you doing? But you realize the pressure of someone that just needs that acceptance from someone that they find attractive or whatever, that that's why they're doing it. It really sheds a lot of light on the decisions that people make when they're so young and vulnerable. What, what were your thoughts on all that? No, dude, and God, you were just, God, like, like Kobe in the fourth, you were just on fire tonight because. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, bless you. Yeah, you, bless you. You're, you're welcome for the Laker reference. But I, yeah. I, I will say though, man, yeah, because, so I mean, I have two, I have two younger sisters. I remember I, that was something for me, just being an older brother being terrified of my sisters going into high school. I went, God, little boys are just such little fucking creeps. And I, and I <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And I just, I just see kids and I'm just like, oh, you're probably thinking about sex right now. You know, good something. Like, I, oh, okay. well, yeah, 15-year-old boys are the worst. And the kid's name, I believe, was uh, Riley. So, yeah, they're doing like a, uh, like a under, like a duck and cover drill, uh, basically. 
And she goes, oh, yeah, so, yeah, as you were saying, she goes, well, I, I took some photos, and she's like, what kind of photos? Like, it's like, he didn't take a second to even respond. I was like, gee, I'm like, down, dude, calm down. <laughs> like, thirsty, thirsty AF, as the kids would say. <laughs> as the kids would say. You're so, you're so hip and with it. Dude, I know, right, dog? But I... <laughs> so lit. <laughs> but... That scene broke my heart because I went, you, as you said, I'm like, you don't have to do that, but that is what society just just hammers uh, into these young girls' heads, which is why I've been on just the record talking about how, you know, things like Seventeen Magazine are just like the worst things for a, a teenager to be reading. It's like, you know, 10 ways to make yourself feel pretty, and it's like, you should just feel, why is that a thing? Like, just let, you know what I mean? And it just breaks girls' self-esteem. And this girl, um, Olivia's friend, ends up taking her home. And so I'm sitting there watching the movie. And I, I, I got a mimosa. I'm like, oh, I'm like, just drop her off. Just drop her off. No reason for her to be in the back seat. Just drop her off right now. And so. And this and this kid, this kid was a senior getting ready to graduate yep, high school. Yep. Which is disgusting. Yes, it is. And so he goes, you know, true for dare. And she goes, she says truth at first and goes like, well, you're not fun. And she's clearly uncomfortable. Like she's looking at the ground. She's like really nervous. And he goes, take your shirt off. And she goes, I'm not comfortable with that. And then he just rips into her. He's like, I was doing this for you, okay? I was doing this to help you out. Like, the first time you have, you're with someone, it's going to be terrible and you're not going to know what you're doing. And I was like, what a piece of shit to just run this girl down. I was like, oh, I was like, this is, this is when you needed Seth Rogen from Observe and Report to just kick the kid's ass. I was like, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah, I know. I'm throwing it back a little bit. There for a hey, I like it. I like it. Great reference. But, but oh, no. This kid was a fucking monster, man. And honestly, it's, uh, That it, scene was so uncomfortable, yeah. It was, but honestly, man, I not only have I had... So, uh, I think I've mentioned on the podcast. I, so, she obviously didn't... She didn't have sex with him, thank God. I waited till I was 26. And as Colin will tell you, that was a, uh, often a constant uh, joke. That I had to, that I had to deal with, and <laughs> yeah, so sometimes at your expense. But but um, but honestly, though, first off, I was proud of her. I was like, thank God, thank God, thank God. And also, when she just runs up into her room in the music they play, and she runs past her dad, and she just slams the door and just starts crying. And then right after that, goes, yeah, I'm not gonna be making videos anymore. I was just like, cool. You just like totally broke her spirit, and you're a piece of shit. Like. Oh, that scene! Like it's so uncomfortable, but it's a very real scene. As someone who's heard stories like that, and unfortunately, it's actually had to deal with similar situations. Um, that's a very real thing, and that just uh, just broke my heart, though. And 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 it breaks your heart for the dad too, because you know that there's like there's dads out there or or moms that have to deal with their with their kid coming home crying like that. And it's it's probably always a situation like that where the kid doesn't want to talk about it. So they're just, you know, what one piece of shit kid can, like, ruin your kid for God knows how long because they won't open up about it. And then they're traumatized because they just... Like, how, how do you think about the world then? Because, like, this one kid sets this horrible example... Um, yeah, it, it really upset me watching that scene because I really just, like, that kid 
should deserve such horrible punishment. I mean, I can't even the 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 beating I would give him <laughs> if I if if you could find out, you know, a kid that's done that to even any girl that you know. Yeah, dude, it infuriates me. Yeah, and, and I think we can say, man, that our parents did a great job because, dude, I've had girls just say like, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, okay, like it's an immediate like, all right, like, but yeah, dude, he was just, he was pushing. Like, it, I mean, it's, it's like that Daniel Tosh joke, like, like no doesn't mean no, no means try again in an hour. Like, like I didn't raise a quitter. Like, it's very much like that sort of. <laughs> and he was such a, he was such a predator too. Like, he was so much older. He had the car. You know, it, I mean, it reminded like it was it, the only thing that made me chuckle is because I just kept thinking of Dennis. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like we get him out on the boat, and you know they can't say no, you know, because of the implication. Yeah. <laughs> and I, was, I was just like, oh god, this is like a little, this is like a little young Dennis graduating high school. Do you remind me of like some Boo Two shit where like the girls like, uh, what? <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I'd make, oh, let me make a woman out of you. It's like, oh, you fucking creep. Like, yeah, it, it, it's very much a. It, it's a very uncomfortable scene. But to be honest, though, uh, credit to Bo Burnham for how he directed it because it is a very real scene. And that is my biggest compliment to this movie is that it's not a Hollywood uh, version of the story where, you know, the girl is an ugly duckling and then she meets some, you know, girl who's super popular. But she goes like, hey, we should be best friends. But, uh, you know, what we need makeovers. Like, it's not, it's not that bullshit. Because I was like, oh... Because I was like, I know Bill Burnham wouldn't do that because I know he's, you know, an intelligent writer. But they, they don't Hollywood this up, which was always kind of a fear because, you know, they they do so much with what God, how many romantic comedies can we talk about where they do this? You know, fuck, fuck, Pretty Woman is pretty much the template for that shit. You know, you know what I mean? And they don't go that route, thankfully. So what I love about the ending of this movie is that there's a point where she... Uh, she she had written, uh, and I don't know if you remember doing this, but they she wrote a letter for her future self. I remember we used to do that. I remember I I think I did like in sixth grade. I think I did in like tenth grade too. I want to say, but uh, she has her box of stuff from sixth grade, and she basically burns it. And she's out there talking to her dad, and she goes, you know, she goes, "Do I make you sad?" And he, Mark, or her dad, Mark, goes, "No. Why would you think that?" She goes, "Well, I." Like, I know I'm sad a lot of the time, which is where I went, okay, depression, okay? And she goes, well, if I was a mom and I had a daughter like me, I think she would make me sad. I would still love her because she's my daughter, but she would still make me sad. And the the, impa- the the passionate speech that her dad delivers is something that I went, sometimes your kids just need to hear that. They don't always need, you know, sage advice or you to buy them anything they just need to know that they matter and that you love them and that scene just it, it's the first time she's been nice to him like the whole movie might we add and she just runs up and hugs him and that scene just not gonna like calling got a little got a little emotional you know but whatever um yeah i that that scene just melted my heart and broke it at the same time because i i've i've been there i think we've all been there and I love at the end of the movie where she writes, she starts back up with the with the videos and goes talking to her future self. Goes like, "Hey, I'm so excited you're gonna graduate high school. Do you have a boyfriend? Is he cute? If you don't have a boyfriend, that's okay." And I just went, 
okay, good. Like, he, he got to that point, she realized, you know, you don't find your worth in other people, you find it in yourself. And the thing is, man, dude, even at 31, it's still, like, a constant sort of thing of me going, seeing other people and how they look and stuff and going, like, oh, like, oh, I'm fat or whatever. And, and just being able to find my worth in, you know, people like you and Alea and just finding ways to... You know, to love yourself. And, and, and it is a constant thing. Like, it's never something that you just figure it out one day. It's a constant work in progress. And that was probably the biggest takeaway I took from this is that, hey, things are going to suck sometimes, but you need to just hold on and love yourself. And I, I think that's a simple message, but I really don't think it's one that young people especially get enough, if that makes sense. Uh, kind of your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's a really good message at the end. I like the way that they tied it up. They didn't go too artistic with like a really dark ending or something like that so i'm glad that they they gave it a good turnaround where she really learned how to like herself and be okay with herself um it just it shows how some traumatic experiences and some really hard times can end up kind of teaching you to be stronger in the long run if you look at it that way, if you look at it the right way. Yeah. So the message behind it was was really important that they that they laid it out there like, like that. And yes, finally she was nice to her sweet dad. <laughs> yeah. I was like I was like, God, be nice to your dad. Some people have alcoholic, miserable, abusive dads. Like True. you should like your nice one. Yeah. <laughs> like he's all he does is just be nice to you. No, so, it, yeah, I, I liked at the end she was finally nice to him. No, it, it, it's true. And, and just, I mean, just to kind of wrap up here, uh, you know, we always say we keep it real on The Real Pineapple. Um, I will personally say, um, after I lost my dad, the first, uh, one of the first people I remember seeing at the service we held was Colin. And that was honestly, like, Colin had always been a friend. But that's when I went, okay, this dude is just, he, he'll be around for a while. And that was... Nine, God, 19 years ago, 18, 19 years ago. So, I mean, we've been friends for over half our lives, and Colin's just always been uh, such a great, uh, a great, a great friend, pardon me. And uh, yeah, man, I, I've always been so, uh, so, so thankful for you and for your friendship. And I was, yeah, man, got, got your back, bro. No, and I appreciate it. And I, and, and the scene at the end where she meets up with this really weird kid at the end and they're kind of having like a, a a quote date unquote which i i found really cute because i remember like the first time i, I hung off a girl 101 i was like oh, okay and you know you know and so that's sort of like do you do you, you want to pop or like is there thing? <laughs> yeah yeah I, re I related with that kid pretty well oh dude like, i did too like the awkward nerdy kid i was like that was probably me <laughs> yeah no i i still say i was born like 10 years too early because if i was like in if i was like in high school now and i was like in that marvel shit people would be like oh my god you're the coolest but back then it was like nerd <laughs> like why do you like this I was like shut up <laughs> but but uh yeah man i i i love the way this movie ends i think a lot of i think parents need to see this to, to, to be totally honest, because I know, I have friends that, that uh, you know, that have kids and stuff, and they just talk about sometimes that they just don't know what's going on in their kid's head, and uh, I think this would, this would play really well for a group of parents. Um, I get why this was so just praise coming out of uh, uh, Toronto Film Festival, because it's, it's an incredible film. I think this will be in my top ten. Uh, 
I do definitely have some stuff to watch here. Quite a bit of stuff that will be getting reviewed in the next uh, month or so. But um, Bo Burnham, man, for this being his directorial debut, to knock it out of the park like this, this gave me some get-out vibes in that sense, where to be so excellent just out the gate with the first film you make is insanely impressive. So kudos to Bo Burnham and everyone in the cast. Uh, yeah, I, um... Uh, Miss Fisher, she she's my dark horse to win uh, Best Actress. I would not be surprised if she won, because I think she genuinely has a good shot. She's got some stiff competition, but I think she has a chance. So she was so brave to do this movie. Yeah, like that's so hard to put yourself out there like that. Like just acne, kind of a little bit of a schlubby body. Just put it out there in the world. I'm gonna be in a swimsuit on the big screen. It's going to be close-ups of my face with long monologues with no makeup on. I mean, she has got, like, her as an actress and just as a person, she is clearly has a lot of, you know, confidence. Or she was definitely raised right because she, she is courageous and she really knocked it out of the park. It was as authentic a role as I've ever seen played. I couldn't agree with you more. And she's special, man. She she might be someone in like five years where she... I really hope that her career keeps going and that she continues to just grow and, and take great roles because this is a hell of a debut for her. So all the props uh, in the world to her for just not for doing as well as she did with this. Um yeah, man, for me, this is a fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, like I said, I, I, I have a lot of stuff still to watch. I don't know if this will break my top ten. If it doesn't make it, it'll just miss it. But I thought this was just a genuinely brilliant movie. So, yeah, fan-fucking-tastic for me. Uh, yeah, call him. Final thoughts on Great Sir. Yeah, I don't know really what else to say about the movie. We, we really, uh, I think we went over it pretty well. Um uh, yeah, I, I loved it. it. It could it could make my top ten. I I, I don't even like. There's there's been a good amount of movies. Once we get to December every year, I'm just like, oh, I start thinking about movies I saw in January. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, that was like so long ago. But those would be on the list. So, um, yeah. But this this could easily it's it's as good of of a independent film as I've seen all year. Um, Man, I feel like I've been giving out a lot of fan fucking tests. I do too. I, I do. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost kind of taking away from how good of a score that is. But I don't know really what to critique about this. I was so impressed by everything about it. So I'm just gonna. I, I have to give it a fan fucking tastic. So I will. I will say for me, and I think a, a big thing is too that I think the last couple years of December's. Like, like for, you know, kind of the Oscar push from October on, there's been some great movies, but I feel like it's been a little underwhelming, just a little bit, but this year, we just, there's just so much stuff in this last wave in the back end of the year that's just been great. It's like, oh, okay, well, damn. So, I feel I feel you on that, because I was thinking about that, uh, talking about the, to OJ about that today, I was like, I feel like I've been handing out a lot of fan-fucking-tastics recently, and I don't want to cheapen the grade, but... I was sitting there watching eighth grade again today just to refamiliarize myself and I went, I, I don't have a complaint about this, so yeah, it has to be fucking fantastic. But um yeah, man. I I, I don't know because I was uh, I was thinking about just uh, dude, Black Panther came out this year. Won't you be my neighbor came out this year? Like that's that's two movies on my top ten right there. So it's like, well, balls, uh, spoiler alert. But 
but <laughs> but I know just ah oh, there's there's one on my list, but. It, it's crazy to me though that something like this just kind of came out and it, it did decently well, but it is just crazy how A twenty four is putting out this high, this producing this high level of a film. Just yeah, so I mean, kudos to everyone involved in this. Um, yeah, love this movie, absolutely love it. But guys, let us know what did you think of Eighth Grade? If you haven't seen it, please go see it. Like support good shit like this so we don't just have to see. What could be a bad Transformers movie in a couple of weeks with Bumblebee? I hope it's good, but I'm I'm skeptical. But guys, let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music at the Real Pineapple. Follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill, and you can follow uh, our comrade Scott. We miss you, buddy. At Nearman the First. And like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. This weekend, we will have reviews up for Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, Mortal Engines, which I'm actually excited to see because it looks like fun. And then we'll have a review up for Won't You Be My Neighbor because I want to rewatch it. <laughs> That's the only reason we're not reviewing it tonight. But guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Meow.